Greetings, my friends. It's Mark Overson, and welcome to Minute with Mark. This is another kind of off the cuff, in the pocket. I'm in the middle of the day, and I got a ton of feedback from the last podcast on just the candid, impromptu nature of it. So I'm going to roll with it today, and you know, we'll see what happens. So today, I want to talk. Shani just left a minute ago. We went and we walked. We got the mail together. It's like a five minute walk through nice, windy, grassy flowered paths. And that's a little thing we do um, around 2.30 as often as we can. It's kind of like our midday date break whatnot. And uh, we just kind of catch up and whatever. But anyway, she's on her way to get some trophies. And this is important if you have a business, whether it's a gas station, whether it's a restaurant, an information business, it doesn't matter. This is applicable, a church, uh, across all borders, across all demographics is this idea of being a hero-making platform, having your business be a hero-making platform, even having your family be a hero-making platform. So here's what I mean. Shani right now is en route to a Arizona trophy shop, which is about 25 minutes away. We get a lot of our trophies from there. And she's getting, it's about a 18-inch tall trophy for the winners of the Lemonade Crusade. And she's getting three. So these trophies are go to kids that played our, it's at LemonadeCrusade.com. But anyway, they play a gamified lemonade experience and they, they have to do a profit and loss sheet. They have to do upsells. They have to create a video. It's an amazing thing. The kids get new Nikes. They get, the families get money to go feast up to a hundred bucks to go feast at a local restaurant and celebrate the kid's ambition. They get these trophies. They get journals um, and a quick story with just using and being efficient is I had a brand that I I changed the name from EE, which stood for Emerging Entrepreneurs, to what is now Limitless. But I had about, probably had a hundred EE journals that were really nice. They were in a space age uh, fabric that it's almost like a metallic leather looking thing. It's a really cool, sexy looking journal. And I had about a hundred of these. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something with these because I, but what am I going to do? So I actually the EE emerging entrepreneur brand has then translated down to the, to the kiddies. So like the six year olds and the eight year olds and the 10 year olds. So all the lemonade crusade kids get, um, in the top three places, get this EE journal and they really love it. And I've gotten feedback from parents that they love this fancy journal that they get. And it reminds them of the effort they put in in the lemonade crusade. And now they're getting, these three journals. And I asked Shani, well, what are the, or what are the prices of these trophies? Because here's the thing, being a hero making platform, and I'll get to how you can tangibly do this in whatever business you're in, in a second, is people gravitate towards applause. That's, that's all there is to it. They gravitate towards applause and they flee from criticism. Um, They'll even be attracted to constructive criticism if it's in the context of a hero making culture. So, but if there's criticism or there's there's a there's a inert energy, people don't get gravitated or repulsed from it. It's just a static, uh, kind of a dying energy. So everything we do um, as a model, we want to be a hero-making platform. So at the end of every school year, we have the Hoverson House Awards, where it's literally just Chani and I and the kids, and we award each of the kids unique trophies based on random things. Um, last year. One of the kids got a reading trophy because he's amazing with his. But it was a reading, a scripture reading trophy because he was really great throughout the year in engaging when we would talk about scripture. So we got him a certain trophy. 
for that. And then another one of our kids was really amazing on the slopes and just advanced their ski prowess. And so we got them a ski trophy that they were kind of like the mountain. And we, we name them. We give them little names and all this stuff. But we give everybody a trophy. And it's the Hoverson House Awards. It's a private in-house family thing. And the kids love it. The trophies stay up there. It gives them identity. It gives them dignity. It gives them value to reflect on whatever. And so here with the Lemonade Crusade, uh, we've got these three trophies. I asked Shani what they cost, uh, $14.50, $12.50, and $10.50 to get out to these kids. Now, here's here's the reality. I know for sure that those trophies will sit in their rooms until they're probably 16 or 17 years old as a reminder of the entrepreneurial hustle. And I also strategically thinking that these those kids are going to end up possibly being clients. Um, our game plan and our worldview for our business is generational. Um, Johnson & Johnson is thinking about 50 years from now. Uber is thinking about 30 to 40 to 50 years from now. Big companies have big game plans that span across um, this month. So one of the big stretches that helped my mind was it was Brendan Bouchard, and I'm not sure how you say Bouchard or Bouchard or whatever, millionaire messenger guy, who was just featured in Oprah, which is pretty cool, his, her magazine. He said, you know, you information marketers, and he's one of us, he said, we should, we should run like the big companies that have 12-month game plans. They have campaigns for 12 months, and then they're actually thinking decades down the road. And so uh, part of the Lemonade Crusade from a from a business standpoint is we're actually looking at them as future buyers of our products, future um, like retirement plan, because we have, we have a retirement company now, and that's part of that in folding. So we are doing it for sure for the kids, for them to win, but we also want to start um, imprinting upon the kids that we're a culture where they win, where they're made heroes, where they're made connected, where they feel bigger than they are and all this stuff. Now, so what do you do? You know, if you don't have a lemonade crusade in your company and you don't have a, some, you know, kids in your own family you can give trophies to, uh, what else can you do? So today in our information, we have a tiny little affiliate offer going. And in a minute, I want to get to a moment of this morning's ultra reading session and something really profound that came out of that for, for me. And then also a communication blunder that just cost me literally hundreds of hundreds of dollars today meaning money that's not coming into my business because of a mistake I made. And I'm going to share exactly how I dealt with it and why the mistake was made and um, my issue on it. And then we'll wrap this up real quick. But hero making, hero making is we have this very tiny little affiliate offer, Facebook viral video secrets or something like that. So one of our teammates, Landon, has spent $2,500 in the last 35 days and he's collected $16,500 in commission and he's got 6,000 more committed. They're just waiting for their credit cards to show up and then that'll be 6,000 more in commission. So he's going to be at about $22,500 in profit from $2,500 of ad spend at about $80 a day on Facebook. Well, anyway, so we're giving some of our affiliates an option to share that with their um, small business clients. And if people want to learn about Facebook advertising, they jump on this offer. Well, anyway, so what we did is um, Jaden just posted a picture of one of our top affiliates saying, hey, um, this this lady is, I'm just going to leave names out of it for ease, 
but you know she's leading in most affiliate sales. Thanks for the support. We appreciate you. I also sent her a text today, and I just said, hey, thanks for your support on the promotion of this product. We really appreciate it. We don't need to do that. We pay her uh, handsomely per sale. Technically, we don't need to give her a public shout out with a picture in the group. I don't need to text her thank you, but we do that because we want to be a hero making platform for her. Now, let's say you have a restaurant. Let's say whatever the case may be, it could be the featured patron of the month or the featured whatever of the month. A lot of times people do employees of the month and that's good. I would change the languaging because employee of the month is pretty lame sounding. But I would do like barista of the month or I would do something that gives employees, something that gives this team, the interior team, shout outs, whether those are, and it can be cheap stuff like here's here's uh, $50 to go take your boyfriend, girlfriend out and have a blast at so-and-so you're doing great this month. It's a tiny little thing that recognizes people goes a really, really long way. Okay, I'm going to move off that subject. But Shani on her way to get trophies reminded me that uh, it's basically people love applause, people love recognition. And if you're the type of business that recognizes great buyers, if you're the type of business that recognizes great affiliates, great employees, and you thank them, don't think that um, they're dolphins and just giving them fish. Money is the fish, and as long as you give them the fish, that's all that's required. People are holistic. Money is a very limited power in their life. It's very powerful, but there's a limit to it. They want emotional satisfaction. They want social satisfaction. They want recognition. They want a sense of pride. They want a sense that their work is being seen, and it's not in vain. And they're not just getting this transactional check. So whatever the company, I mean, everybody on here, almost every listener has a business or something like that. Think of how can you recognize people in a public manner that's meaningful and doesn't even have to be that expensive. Okay, that's one thing on hero making. We'll move to the next thing. So this morning, uh, we do ultra reading probably two, three times a week. I'm not going to describe the whole thing. If I ever get time for it, I'll create a book on it. But ultra reading is is basically, well, here's what we did this morning. Uh, Matt, my protege, my buddy, my right-hand man, he's 23, and Matt is an integral, amazing part of our brand and my life. And it's just he's, he does amazing things for us and with us, and, and I appreciate him a ton. And even just saying that right now is hero making, right? I'm, I'm making, I'm recognizing him publicly and it goes somewhere, but it's also true. So here's a short story. He grabs a book. I grab a book. Shannon grabs a book. The kids went off to school and I say, Hey, let's do a five minute all trade one book. So everybody just grabs a book and we have, uh, Matt just counted our books a few months ago. We have about 570 books, um, in the house, uh, adult books in the house. And then the kids have hundreds, you know, probably a hundred or two of their own books. But we have about 550 books and they're interesting and they go all over the board. So we each grabbed a book and then you just, you have three minutes. I set my watch for three minutes. We're all drinking our coffee, getting ready for the day or whatever. And this is pre-business. So this is kind of getting ready for the day. Shannon has her book. I have my book. Matt has his book. Three minutes, just wherever the book leads you, let your curiosity guide it, read for three minutes, and then we set the clock for one minute, and Matt shares one minute of what he got out of that read, I share one minute what I got out of the read, 
And Shannon shares one minute what she got out of the read. Usually we do non-fictional in the business or personal development or leadership or something along those lines. So it's applicable to our daily kind of, it's kind of like a shot for the mind. Well, anyway, Matt, Matt's was really interesting to me and I think is very useful for all of us. So he was reading a book called You Are the Placebo, Making Your Mind Matter by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And it's funny because a month before I was gifted this book in Hawaii, we were in Hawaii and we went to go see a friend and um, his girlfriend, I looked at that book that said, you are the placebo. And I said, oh, that's funny. I was just talking last month with other friends that I was toying with writing a book, which I'll never probably get to, called Placebo. Um, placebo or not, who cares? That's what I was going to call it. It's kind of joking. But like, I believe in placebo. Placebo is scientifically validated. And I just, it's something that we should really embrace, the power of a placebo effect. And I'm all into it. So she gives me this book, and it's a great book. And he reads it, and here's what he shares. And this is really key because he, he, Matt is 23, and like a lot of 20-some-year-olds, they like to sleep in. Um, there's a powerful movement right now, like the 5 a.m. club in the entrepreneur space, where there's this kind of mantra going out that, you know, the top CEOs in the world are up by 5 a.m., and so should you be. Like, that's kind of the, that's kind of the idea. You know, the top-earning, highest-ranked, highest-networked, you know, highest net worth people are up at 5 a.m., therefore you should be as well. And so I've always told the 20-year-old kids, I said, well, that's, you know, this is a bit of a stereotype, but I'm like, when you hit 50 and 55, which is how old those guys are, biologically, you just get up that early. I said, my dad is not the highest net worth person in the world, and he's not a driving hardcore CEO, and he's up at 5 a.m. because he's 60. That's kind of what happens. And I, I said I named a few other people and I'm like it's kind of biological you start getting up earlier in those years commonly and when you're 20 you're just rounding out your growth spurt kind of and you you tend to be a little more night owl and sleep in a little deeper and I said it's more biological don't force yourself out of bed at 5 a.m. there's I don't feel that there's real merit there but anyway uh, Matt has been wanting to get up earlier for the last couple of years and I haven't thought much of it, but here's what he reads, and I'll give the share, and I think there's some value here. So he reads this line. He says, um, and it's talking about imagining a situation that hasn't happened yet. Okay, he says, the book says, you're bathing your body in the neurochemistry that would be present in that future event were it actually happening. So this is on visualizing and imagining a dream or a goal or a desired outcome that you want and fully letting your body and all your senses imagining it happen. And then it continues and it says, it could be suggested that you're giving your body a taste of the future experience. So it's actually like the visualization is giving your body a taste neurochemically of what the future experience would be. He continues, your brain and body don't know the difference between having an actual experience in your mind and life and just having the experience neurochemically, meaning the body doesn't know the difference. It's the same. So your brain and body begin to believe they're actually living in the new experience in the present moment before it happens. So Matt reads that, and I think, okay, so, you know, he's sharing his takeaway. And he said, for me, the big takeaway is, um, well, it didn't actually come till later. So he shares, you know, for me, I've been thinking about getting up early for like the last couple of years. I just I just haven't had the willpower or whatever. I haven't done it yet. And he said, and now I've been getting up earlier. And I said, oh, okay, that's cool. So hour or two goes by later, 
Matt's plowing into this food Shani made, this al- chicken Alfredo that's so gooey and so cheesy and so delicious and wonderful. And I said, well, Matt, make sure you do a little 15, 20-minute walk after that because that's going to be like a food coma invitation. And he said, he said, you know, I actually already worked out today. And I said, you already worked out today? He goes, yeah, I'm getting up, I'm getting up at like 7, 7.30, hitting the gym, getting that full thing in, getting my protein, getting my reading in. And I've been busting out the day. And he's been doing this for weeks and weeks in a row. And he said, yeah, you know what I was reading about that placebo is I've been imagining how it would feel to be up and productive for like a while. And the crazy thing for me, and this is, this is the share for this, and maybe there's some value here, is to let yourself imagine full full tilt, full court press, all dimensions of your body, spirit, mind, emotion, everything, what you want. And eventually, if you, I think if you prime it and the feelings are so strong that it will be so great, I think it sets the table for it to happen because exactly what Matt has been dreaming about, meaning waking up, getting, you know, being just totally on fire, having great financial opportunity in front of him, He's been thinking of doing that for like over a year, a year and change. And there was enough harvesting and enough planting and enough nurturing of that vision that now it's full tilt. And I don't think it's a phase because he's been doing it for a while and he's winning so much because of that routine. He's sleeping better. He's waking up more pumped. He's feeling better self-esteem, all this stuff that from that ultra read, I had never thought of the the level of how imagination nurtured over time can translate and manifest. And then I started thinking in my own life, how many times when I was broke, beyond broke, beyond broke, five years, we qualified for welfare. And I remember I would walk so many times and I would imagine the feeling of having a creatively satisfying, prosperous business. I just imagine the sensation of waking up, all the bills are paid. All the dreams are on the menu. Creative oxygen and everything I want. Amazing tech. Surrounded by amazing tech. Traveling whenever I wanted to travel. And I remember, I think I've nurtured that fantasy belief so deep that eventually, just like with Matt and his wanting to get up early and feeling all those sensations, I think eventually the the seed sprouts it sprouts on the earth and it sprouts in your life. And there, all of a sudden, you're sitting under the shade of your fantasy. You're sitting under the tree. The tree grows up and now you're eating apples off it and you got to swing on it and you're, you're reading books underneath the huge bark of it. But so the takeaway actionable, and this is a mindset kind of thing, is whatever you vividly, vividly, don't just dream board that stuff. Don't just put that on a dream board. Don't just read about it. Let yourself biochemically buy in it's like the Bible says, you know, write write the words in the tablet of your heart. It doesn't say memorize memorize the words. It, I don't know if it ever says memorize. It says remember, which assumes memorization. But what it, what it says in Proverbs is write these on the tablet of your heart. And in Hebrew, that literally means your guts, your inner, your interior guts. And it, that's a biochemical, write these truths and believe in them at a love level where you're where you're in love with the idea. And so little takeaway there from from alt reading this morning. Now, moving on to the mistake that I just did a second ago that cost me 
Um, it's cost me hundreds of dollars. So I'm going to send you uh, the voicemail. It's a minute 25, and it, it wasn't a voicemail. It's that little iPhone uh, microphone thing when you hold it. So I don't know what you call it, a voice memo or what you do. But I, I sent this to Jaden because he just sent out a broadcast to our list for this offer. Uh, it's $37 offer on the Facebook ads thing, and it's a total no-brainer. So here's what happened. I write this email. It's a screenshot of Landon and I's uh, texting from just a few hours ago. And the gist of it, if you want to be on my email list and kind of see this stuff flesh out, if you go to minutewithmark.com, just minutewithmark.com, no um, beyond that, there should be some opt-in and then you'll get, you know, you'll get these emails and you'll see them. But what Landon sent me, here, here's the exchange. I said, what are your earnings at this point from cold lead spend? So he said, you know, I've, I've earned $16,500 from $2,500 of spend. I said, um, how much are you spending daily? He said, about 80 bucks a day. I said, do you have any pre-committed sales in the pipeline above the $16,500 you have already earned? Basically, they're just waiting, you know, the sales, in the sales process, we teach people how to go get new credit cards and where to go and how to get them and get good deals on them. So um, I said, do you have any of those? And he has two that are really solid that are just waiting. They've been approved for financing, approved for the credit card, and those are waiting to show up. He said they're solid and they'll be buying. Um, so those two are buying. And actually one more, he just said, I didn't even notice this. One more is getting her bonus from her work on October 1st and she will buy. So from that, that's actually nine grand on top of 16. So that's $25,500 from $2,500. Okay, it's literally a 25,000 from 2,500. And I just shared that and I dissected it real quick. And I said, tonight, like in four hours from right now, I'm going to do a full show and tell, and I'm going to have Landon share exactly where he's targeting, who he's targeting on Facebook. I'm going to have him show his ad, show his capture page, show his process, show his sales funnel. It's a total investigative show and tell, no punches pulled, nothing hid behind a rock, 90 minutes of me blasting him for intel. Now, my list knows that I do that really well and knows that they can't lose. So I wrote I wrote a really quick little compelling email along with that screenshot and I said it's 37 bucks, it's laughable. Join us tonight if you're even remotely interested in learning how to do Facebook video ads. You know, we've got a $2500 to spend and $25,000 of of uh commissions. Um join us. So that's an automatic and in my mind that would go directly to an order page that's just enter your $37 credit card and you get immediate access to the link plus some bonuses. Usually I send that and we get just a flurry, like my email just starts blowing up, purchase, 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 purchase. And in the past, if you're starting out in a business, especially online, I'm going to do a little sound thing. This is a bell I had. And every time I would get a purchase, I'd do this. I'd ring that bell. I'd ring that bell. I'd ring that bell. This is the original bell I rang the first time I made my first dollar online. And I still got it. Well, anyway... Um, it's still by my office, and sometimes, sometimes at the end of the day, I will actually um, ring it through the amount of transactions we have. So I might ring it 27 times, and the, the kids start coming over, and Shannon starts coming over and goes, wow, great day today, and I'll say, yeah, it's a nice little bell-ending moment for the day. But anyway, um, so I'm thinking it's going to dominate. So I'm doing an info product with another friend, so I shut my phone off for about an hour and a half after I send that email to Jaden to blast out, and I'm getting back into my email and I'm expecting to see just a flurry of buys because 
uh, most people buy right up to the deadline and the deadline's just in a few hours. So I'm thinking I'm going to just get inundated with sales because this is such a compelling offer. It's a no-brainer. My list knows how I roll. And this is just a huge value. So I look and we barely have any sales. And I'm like, well, what? what's going on? We barely have any sales. And I'm like, maybe the email didn't go out. Maybe, I mean, more sales are coming in now. I'm seeing it. But, <clears throat> oh yeah. So sales are picking up, but they're nowhere near what I anticipated. So then I look at the email and I realize that in my communication to Jaden, I didn't specify that I wanted the link to go directly to the order page. And he sent it to the sales page, which has a 45-minute video, a bunch of pictures on the bonuses, and a bunch of stuff. So here's the message I sent him, and he's going to beep it out because... I, I may have maybe used some explicatives here in a minute, but this is a minute 25. This is direct. I didn't think I was going to put it on my podcast, but I'm getting in the habit of just, I'm wanting to possibly get in the habit of doing more of these off the cuffs. So this is 125, a minute 25 directly to Jaden, the tech Lord, the King. Um, he's amazing. I should get him on here on how to be a project manager and really leader of the company. But this is the message I sent him and there's some things of communication I want to share on this, as well as the marketing, why it cost me hundreds, but um, how to communicate to staff. So here we go. And it's going to be kind of a chunky audio because uh, we'll just see how it goes. Jay Dunn, thanks for getting that email out. Not a super huge deal on that, but I meant, and it was my lack of communication, so do not apologize just for the future. Um, ask, I guess. It, it, read read my mind better <laughs> is that possible anyway that would that should have went straight to the order page because it was funny i thought we'd be having plenty of sales now because that's just a compelling sell link that i shot if they click that link they're gonna buy it but we put a big video in front of them now and a big sales video page and all this just blocks the whole sale so i intended that to go straight to the order page i think we would have a little, many, many, many more sales than we're getting off that. So just for the future, um, don't apologize. Don't even care. Just I should have specified direct to the order page. I didn't. So you assumed to go to the sales video page. But that's, I mean, it doesn't, it wasn't my plan. So I should have communicated that better, but I wanted to relay it because um, if they click, they were going to buy. Because I didn't entice them to like, watch more, learn more, see more. You know, they were, any click to that page was a purchase until they got to that page, and now nobody's buying, or barely anybody's buying. Okay, much love, no worries, bye. All right, so I don't know how much of that got picked up, but the idea is, um, in the email copy, I had them sold, so if they were to click that link, they were ready to buy, period, meaning the click-to-purchase ratio at that point is floating 90%, like it's guaranteed, because I already sold them. But because I didn't communicate to Jaden, send to the order page, he rightfully assumed I would send to the generic information page that has the order button, but it's an extra click. Now, as an internet marketer, you want to minimize the amount of clicks needed to get to the order page, okay? And I developed this thing called the Espresso Cash Flow Formula, where I experimented with this, and it's blew, I've never, it blew all our previous tests out of the water. And I would just type an email directly to an order page. We'd have no sales video. We'd have no fancy nothing. I would just type the offer straight to an order page. People would pay for it and receive it. 
and it took our business, generated hundreds of thousands of dollars very fast for us. But anyway, here's what happened. Jaden sent them from that click, from that email, to an to an, a sales video page. So now they were faced with a 45-minute video plus a bunch of information about the bonuses plus a bunch of this and that. And we put a blocker of another click in between their decision to buy and we literally gave them too much information. We made the buying the buying process too complex and it's costing me every minute that that we sent the email out that way. So food for thought from a marketer. Don't over communicate a $37 offer that's brazen clear value sells better when you say here's what it is, here's how it's going to be delivered, here's when it's going to be delivered. Don't worry if you can't make it live, you'll get it recorded by the next 24 hours. 37 bucks, it's a laugh, join us going to be awesome. That's all that needed to be said. My buyers don't need a lot of persuasion to see that they're going to get to be able to see inside the Facebook account of someone who spent $2,500 and has $25,000. Okay, They don't need a lot of persuasion. We put a barrier in front of them and it's costing us hundreds of dollars. Okay, So, so I could be angry at Jaden, but why? I didn't tell him to send it to the order page. So in my communication to it, to him, I want to keep communication with our team very, very short because I don't want to grow bitter and I don't want to grow frustrated. And really the frustration is with myself that I was lazy. And, and really I was filming or I was doing that info product with my buddy and I was two minutes late and I already said, hey, can you give buy me two minutes? I just got to finish this email. So I was a little rushed and didn't put in that little area, that little extra bit of communication to send to the order page. So anyway, when I communicate with Jaden, what I want him to do more and more is learn my mind at such a level that he almost could become me and or think exactly how I would think on the subject. And he's almost there. I mean, he's pretty much there. But it's very important when something goes awry, like that went awry, and it was no fault of his own, it was my my fault. So I could have just let it be, but I wanted to address it for the future. So here's here's an important thing when you're working with teammates and one of them make an error or you make an error. You don't just like that was an error. Shit. That's one energy. But you'll notice if you notice if you could hear that, I would say so in the future. In the future. And I said, don't apologize. I don't want him to feel guilty. I don't want him to break his flow. I don't want him to feel anything other than I personally made a mistake. I want to let him know about it, why um, I why it was a mistake on my part and how it lacked clarity. I didn't want him to apologize. I don't want to put him in a debt position where he feels he needs to apologize for something that was actually my error and lack of communication. So anyway, I roll that out to him. It's really important. Um, that if you're guiding teams, teammates, affiliates, staff, whoever, in, and even your kids, they make a mistake or you make a mistake, talk about the future. So next time this happens when you're at basketball practice or next time this happens when we're at the party. So let's just say you're taking your family to a party. We'll wrap up on this. You're taking your family to a party. And when you show up, the kids, um, they just dart off and they start playing. That's, there's nothing really wrong with that. But what would be better is when they show up, at some point you tell them, like, within the first 30 minutes of showing up, I want you to go to Mr. and Mrs. Thompson or whatever and just say, hey, thanks for letting us come over today. Uh, We're really excited to be at your party. 
I want them to pay the host who's cleaned the house, who's prepared the food. I want them to pay, look them in the face, look them in the eye, and thank them for letting us be at their house. Now, let's say I I tell them that. We show up at the party. The kids dart off with their friends. They play kickball, this and that, and we come back. And I say, hey, did everybody remember to uh, thank Mr. and Mrs. Thompson? And let's say three of them did, but one of them didn't. So I could either, at that point as a parent, scold that kid and say, oh, you should have done that, you know, blah, 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 puke all over the kid, leaving them, um, stealing the party from them, stealing their memory and stealing their good memory from the party, whatever. But what I'd say is now next time, okay, so next time, make sure, um, maybe maybe you want to do that first thing because it gets it's easy to get caught up. I just really want to stress gratitude in everything we do for people that serve our lives. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's a big principle there. So Next time, communication is what prevents pass-bound bitterness, and it's a super deal. All right, well, whatever. This is another off-the-cuff episode. If you're liking it, um, you know, let us know, however the venue is that you let us know, whether it's on Facebook um, or whatever. Again, if you want to get on the email list, it's minutewithmark.com. You get to kind of see um, some of the emails and stuff that we're rocking and rolling with. All that, all that said, love you guys. Rock and roll. Peace.